Divine Enigma, a podcast that talks about how to navigate the complexities of the workplace as a modern day professional whilst also having a side hustle simultaneously. My name is Sarah, your host for the podcast, and this is the very first, yay, episode of the show. This podcast will be available on all platforms where you can find podcasts, including Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So when venturing out and thinking about what I would do my podcast on, I was at a loss and thought, what could people in this day and age relate to? I thought it'd be best to be able to speak on my own personal experience and share with you some of the things I've encountered in a corporate setting in my professional life. Seeing as a majority of adults across the world today are working in some form of corporate environment, perhaps it could be something that you all can relate to or even have experienced yourself at some point in time. For today's episode in particular, I want to talk specifically about being a neurodiverse professional in a corporate setting, which is something that I've dealt with in my daily life. Some of the tools I use to manage my dyslexia as a project manager and soft skills that I've identified as crucial for excelling in the workplace. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode. So we're going to talk about neurodiversity. The main reason why I set up this podcast was I wanted to create a safe place for project managers and professionals on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse. For those who are unaware of the term neurodiversity or what it means to be neurodiverse, neurodivergent is a term used to describe individuals that have brain processes that behave and or learn differently from everyday people. Neurodivergent individuals often deal with multiple disabilities such as autism, ADHD, dyslexia, Asperger's and Tourette's syndrome. Just to name a few, neurodiversity is very complex to understand and it's under the umbrella of different types of neurodivergent conditions. I am neurodivergent and have been diagnosed as dyslexic with ADHD. At first, um, (laughs) I was quite nervous about talking about my neurodiversity. Not many people know that I have dyslexia and ADHD. I never told anyone that that I have these conditions. One of the main reasons why I don't tell people is I feel it's another barrier that I have to overcome to be taken seriously in the workplace. Number one, I am a woman. Number two, I'm black. And on top of that, I've got neurodiversity. It's another factor I must contest with. The reason why I called my podcast Divine Enigma is that 
I believe that being neurodivergent is something of a superpower that is hidden within the neurodivergent community. But those that have this learning difference don't realize the power they have. I should not be ashamed of being a woman, being black, or having neurodiversity, but see it as a superpower. However, at times I do feel ashamed, to be honest with you. Let me share some more information about neurodiversity from a credible source to provide you with some additional context, which I checked on a website called geniuswithin.org. And the website states, and I will put the resources in the show notes, neurodiversity is the concept that all human beings vary in terms of neurocognitive ability. Everyone has both talents and things they struggle with. However, for some people, the variation between those strengths and challenges is more pronounced, which can bring advantages, but can also be disabling. Neurodivergent people tend to find some things very easy and others things incredibly hard. This usually leads to an inconsistent performance at school or work. Neurodiversity can be a competitive advantage when the individuals are in the right environment, making use of their strengths instead of constantly trying to overcome challenges. To achieve this, we must create inclusive spaces to work and learn that reduces disabling factors and amplify diverse abilities. Keep listening to Divine Enigma, a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. Now, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the tools I use to enable me to manage my dyslexia and be a project manager. So one of the tools I use enabled me to manage my dyslexia dyslexia, and be a project manager. Um, To give you a little bit of background about myself, I'm currently a project manager or a project management consultant. And my job involves me being highly organized. And that means basically putting plans together for businesses, charities, and public sector organizations. So here are my five key tips to ensure you're organized. So let me give them to you. So tip number one is, it's cliche, but if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. My dad, may his soul rest in peace, he always said this to me, although he he wasn't the best planner. And I'm pretty sure he had dyslexia too, as he often forgot his house keys or items he had to run back to collect from the house after he walked for about 10 minutes before he realized (laughs) he didn't want to admit this. Which I get because being a black man from Africa, Nigeria specifically, for you Nigerian people out there, (laughs) um, coming to the UK and dealing with racism in the 70s is an added reason for people to reject you. So I, I, I get it. But fortunately for us, we don't live in those times anymore. So I just just need to be proud of who you are. I know it's not perfect and we still have a long way to go. And this is why I created this podcast. Um, Another thing is just ensure you have a planner and list of things you want to get done for the next day as well. 
So that's tip one, number one. (laughs) Tip number two, moving on to this, try to allow yourself extra time if you're coming into a new environment. So wake up early, wake up early. I know people like to sleep, but you need to wake up early so that you can survey the building and ask people if there are quiet rooms available in the office to give you the space to read up on information beforehand so you so you're prepared so for example I have ADHD and that means I need to be in a quiet space so I can focus tip number three download apps like Speechified or use the voice capacity on the Apple phone I don't use Android but I believe the app is called Gboard And I typically use it when I don't know how to spell a word and it saves me a lot of time rather than guessing. Um, Speechify helps me read long documents quickly as I can listen to the documents, which is often required as a project manager if you're trying to put together the requirements for the project and ensure that your stakeholders meet those requirements before you can move on to the next project lifecycle. I would also recommend Grammarly. I mean, I like Grammarly. It's a bit expensive and I use it as and when I can afford to, but it's a good tool. (laughs) So tip number four is always have a power bank, power, power bank, power bank (laughs) or enough battery life for your journey. For me, as I am a dyslexic, if I'm going to a new place and sometimes a place I've been before, I always get lost. So use Google Maps or City Mapper. City Mapper is your best friend. Next is tip number five. If possible, try and record your meetings and listen back to it. There's an app called Otter where you you can record your meetings and they also get transcribed. So you can read over them as well. However, and this is a however for people working in the corporate environment, it's always best to ask permission as some companies or organizations will not allow you to record meetings because there might be information that's quite sensitive. Um, so if you can find someone in your workplace who can, who you can like genuinely trust to take notes for you on your behalf. So according to the British Dyslexia Association, all dyslexic people will have strengths, skills such as big picture thinking, lateral thinking and problem solving, visual strengths and an intuitive understanding of how things work are often the hallmarks of successful dyslexic people. About 10% of the UK population are believed to be dyslexic, but it's still often poorly understood um, with the right support, the strengths and talents of dyslexic people can really shine. The last topic that I want to touch on as part of our conversation is the importance of having soft skills as a neurodiverse professional. So let's talk about soft skills. I believe that to grow in the work environment, you need to have soft skills and people with neurodiversity tend to demonstrate the ability to have soft skills. The British Dyslexic Association mentioned that with the proper support and guidance, we can shine. The first crucial soft skill to have is being coachable. And being coachable means being able to take feedback and criticism from others whilst applying it to your work for future improvement. If you know the saying that that it takes a village, 
when we talk about coaching people, you need to be able to take advice from people who have already gone on this journey. When you receive feedback, be open to constructive criticism. That will make you better at your job. I believe many neurodivergent people possess this skill as you may be constantly told that you need to improve and you want to be perfect. I used to have a big issue with perfectionism. So I always ask for feedback, but I always take the time to really think about that feedback and if it's truly constructive rather than just someone putting me down. <laughs> the next Another next soft skill to have is that neurodivergent people tend to have the ability to be empathetic. Um, As a community, we tend to have the ability to really know what it's like to be in someone else's shoes rather than just being critical. We tend to be supportive and help others navigate into having solid relationships with colleagues, friends and family. The following skill or the following soft skill is um, the ability to know how to communicate. It's so important to have effective communication skills. If you know how to communicate with your clients, your co-workers and customers, you can avoid misunderstanding and errors and clearly set the objectives of what you need for, for you to be understood effectively. If you're not naturally good at public speaking, you can join a Toastmaster Club course on public speaking. And I'll put the link in the show notes for Toastmaster Clubs you can go to. So next, you need to be good at critical thinking. A lot of neurodiverse people overanalyze situations more than the average person. Another thing that is quite common in neurodivergent people is that they are very creative. That doesn't mean necessarily creating a painting or singing. They may be creative and coming up with ideas to organise brainstorming sessions and experimental in knowing how to see the bigger picture. They're also very good at juggling and multitasking. Um, Neurodivergent people are good at problem solving. I know as a dyslexic, I always constantly look up where I can find ways I can solve problems around my dyslexia or get tools to help me with my dyslexia or find ways to make my dyslexia become not so apparent and actually become a supporting aid to my leaders and managers to ensure that I'm able to be the best person in my role. So Knowledge Instead Ed states that in the last 40 years, occupations requiring strong social skills, the traits that enable individuals to interact appropriately in a given social context have become increasingly important. We measured the evolution of social skills using the French and America labour force from 1982 to 2020 using employment stock data. In both countries, we observed a rise in occupations that require social skills and slow down in the growth of occupations with a lower social skill requirement. Occupations that require high social and high maths and analytical skills include engineers, finance professionals, doctors, teachers, and 
production and operation managers. In France, the share of those employed in such occupations grew as much as 9% points between 1982 and 2020. However, by 2020, France still had a low share of occupations that required high social skills than the US. While a lack of high quality data makes it difficult to establish a casual link between soft skill endowment and productivity, we found evidence suggesting that productivity grew in industries that utilised more soft and analytical skills and stagnated or decline at the aggregated level. In other words, industries that employ more HSHM workers exhibit higher productivity trend over time. I just want to point out that being neurodivergent is a beautiful thing. And as much as I hate being neurodivergent, I also love it as it makes me who I am. I was so worried about doing this podcast, but so glad I took the dive. Looking forward to continuing this dialogue and sharing more insight with our audience members. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast. We talked about neurodiversity, tools you can use to support your neurodiversity and the soft skills many neurodivergents may have to help them navigate the workplace. Please follow me on all platforms where the podcasts are uploaded. Thank you for listening to Divine Enigma. And if you got to the end, this is a safe place for project managers and professionals to give you the tools on how to navigate the complexity of being neurodiverse in the workplace. See you next week. Royalty.